0: Amen. All right, you are now listening to an all new episode of the Last Men Potting. I am one half of the podcast. My name is Ahmad. I'm here with the other half, Steve, and we are the Last Men Potting. Steve, how are you feeling this week?
1: I think I think I need a new nickname. Uh, the Black Skip Bayless. So you, Black you know it and I know it.
0: Yeah, you know it, and I know
1: it. I don't know because I don't have a. Isn't that,
0: isn't that what Stephen A. Smith is? <laughs>
1: I thought Steve A. Smith was just Stephen A. Smith. Is Stephen A. Smith the Black Skid Bills? I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Ah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like they're the same. They're the same thing. Just a uh, uninformed troll.
1: Yeah, I like
0: it though. Yeah, I mean it, it pays. <clears throat> that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, we might need a nickname because I know you. You tried to do the Paul Schaefer thing. I might just have to be the Black Skid Bills.
0: All right. Well, is that. <laughs> That's what you want to call yourself. I don't like, know. I, I, I guess in this day and age, if somebody tells you what to call them, you have to accept it no matter what. So, yeah, he, you're, you're the black skit now. He,
1: he, him, black skit Um, <laughs> I would be like the rappers, like, you know how Ghostface has like a, a gazillion nicknames and shit. Oh, yeah, like pretty, Tone Starks. Yeah, Pretty Tone, Tony Starks, <laughs> Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. Like, that just might be me. I'm going to have a new nickname every week. <laughs> the like the the uh the progressive black women dater like, like yeah <laughs> the taker of doubt of progressive black women
0: I think they don't want to hear that shit like yeah, not they take her down like that sounds like the patriarchy's coming back they don't want to hear uh, that
1: it is. Uh, young fellas man if you want an easy lay man get you one of those uh, progressive black women like any woman in corporate America, like, you could just talk to them for, like, 15 minutes and you could take them home and you could have sex with them. It's easy money. What
0: well, the, the the progressive black woman is on the rise right now, you know. What's uh, the rise, they, though? They, 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 got, they got Kamala. They got <laughs> the <laughs> is she even... senator from last week. Yeah, that's the... Um, uh, Issa Rae just dropped a new show on HBO. Like, progressive black women got everything that they need right now.
1: For the most part, until so the power grid goes out.
0: Yeah, but they don't need men, so they're they're fine. They told you they got it covered. Yeah, it's just some nigga running in your
1: crib, talking about give me the water and the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, come come off that water and some of that pussy. Got me fucked up. <laughs> it's dark outside. <laughs> come up off that. I need that. What dare I say? I need this.
0: <laughs> you gotta chill. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll be bad. Cause I remember when COVID first started, first week that all the water and shit was sold out, these guys dressed up like the power company and went to this lady's house, ran in, uh, tied her to a chair and all that shit and fucking stole all the toiletries and shit out the crib. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. That's why I like, yo, I'm trying to get out to see myself. I'll be in the burbs next week, so... But, I mean, it don't, it don't really matter. You just, just got to keep your faith. What the Christians say? You got to put on your full armor? Like, that, that's what you got to do.
0: Is that what they say?
1: That's what they say. You got to put the full armor of God on. So, you know what I mean?
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, but see, like, that's what you get on this podcast. It's, you get the full yeah. armor of God after... Yeah, the full after armor After fuck... <laughs> just... <laughs> i need this i need this oh shit but um but well, while we're on the topic of progressive black women um that that ray show it's called rap shit did you hear about it no what uh how long has it been on uh, it just came, it just dropped, I think this week. They put out like the first couple episodes. I tried watching it. I, I, I gotta go back to it. I, I couldn't really pay attention when I tried to watch well,
1: it. it. Well, you know, my, uh, I'm logged out of your HBO Max. So you're gonna have to swing that, that password back over again.
0: Are we still password sharing in 2020?
1: Yes. It's damn near 2023. Yes. Like, like when do I get a fucking password? I, well, you gotta get some friends with some fucking money. I don't have no, uh, <laughs> like, if you want me to have content for the podcast, you're going to have to provide me with the arenas to have the
0: content. I mean, shit. Y- y'all, y'all hear that, people. Y'all hear what I'm dealing with.
1: Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, what? you, you want me to pay $50 for HBO Max? I mean, everybody else does. Fine, fine. Ma. You could just swing the fucking password over. Fuck, it, it don't matter. Fuck it. Let's move on. What about the show? You said you got to go back to it?
0: Well, yeah, the, so the show... It's about um a girl trying to make it as a rapper in Miami, but, like, she's on, like, some female conscious rapper shit, and she can't make it in Cardi B's America. That's, like, the premise. Um And, like, I watched, like, the first ten minutes. Like, they're kind of doing, like, like the show's kind of shot through, like, the screen, like, of, like, IG stories or IG lives and shit like that for part of it. So it's an interesting way that they're shooting the show. It, it's like you can tell, like it's a real, it's like targeted towards that real young audience to get them engaged because it's like, oh shit, she's doing Instagram. I do Instagram, All Right. like so. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it how it turns out. You yeah. know, like Easter Ray's last show like started out promising and fell off a cliff. But yeah. I'll probably give this one a chance.
1: Did you watch the last season? I don't even know what happened with the last season.
0: I stopped watching it. I think halfway through the third season. See, you know what the problem is, that
1: like, everybody needs, uh, niggas to like, make they shit pop. Like, once, once the niggas like, they start focusing more on the broads and not the niggas, that's when it stopped being interest. You know, like, like black men, they just try to pimp us all the time. Let's think about this the other day in the rap industry. It's like, yo, they are recycling niggas in rap. It's like, oh, here you go, 10 mil, oh, Rico Case. It's like, they just recycle niggas all the time. I'm tired of it. Steve is on one today. This makes- <laughs> I'm tired. all over the place. I'm talking about people getting recycled, man. Give that nigga ten mil and talk about oh you going to jail for life, Rico. It's
0: like man, fuck you. Yeah, he's got to get his money back. <laughs> like, like it, like it was a loan, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bullshit. like it says it clear as day when they signed those record label contracts. This shit is a fucking loan.
1: Yeah, you, know, if you don't t-
0: recoup. They, like, they, they're gonna recoup.
1: Is that, is that, the, uh, they recouping on young thugs, they making them, uh, where the Yeah, it's, that, it's
0: like that scene in Django, <laughs>
1: when,
0: yeah. uh, when, when like, you know, the dogs catch the one nigga, and, and Leo's like, what about my $500 though? Yeah. Like, like now I'm out, fi- like if I pay $500 for a nigga, I expect at least five fights. Like that's what, the, that's what Leo, Cohen, and them niggas is doing up in them fucking offices. Yeah, that's a shame. It's like I paid ten mil, young thug. Like I at least need uh, a platinum album. Yeah. And and when they see that shit's not about to happen,
1: you might just get hit with that Rico.
0: Yeah. This <laughs> fucking probably gave him his phone number. It's like, yeah, here's his direct line. Look at that nigga. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so but back to the rap shit show. It's just interesting, you know. Um, I-, I wanted to briefly talk about just like what's going on with black TV right now because, um, it seems like how TV is getting more and more spread out with uh, all the streaming services and everything. Nothing centralized anymore, so I don't even see that there's much of a conversation about about some of these shows like. You know, the, the Fresh Prince reboot came out over the summer. Um, Peacock had a couple other shows, like with all black casts. Like I didn't see anybody talking about this shit, like on the black Twitter or, or any of this stuff. So I, I think insecure might end up being one of the last shows to kind of like grab peop like people's attention in mass like that. Like besides the shit 50 cents doing cause he yeah. seems to be able to grab everybody's attention every time he drops the same show every six months
1: yeah yeah. i mean it's tough though because i think there's so many sub segments of uh you know black people and black people being into so many different type of things Like i don't think it's like how the 90s where you had those consistent shows where everybody would just tune in now it's like there's so many black who have so many different ideologies it's like oh yeah i'm conservative or i'm mctow i'm feminist it's like you know there's nobody that seems to be on the same page so especially when you're talking about like you know black people it's like like we aren't going to be all into the same thing, so I don't think there's going to be something that's going to blow up.
0: Like shit is becoming so compartmentalized, like you said. Like you know, yeah. people are just super tribal now. So it's like, no, oh, oh, that's that show that those black feminists made. I'm not watching that or whatever. Like I, I just saw it on on the top of HBO Max and said, "Brought to you by Easter." Egg. I was like, you know, what? I'll <sighs> give it a shot. Like I I, I didn't sit down to try to break down her political ideology for our press play on the show. Cause mm-hmm. I probably disagree with it cause I don't have a political ideology that matches up with most people. So mm-hmm. it's like, that shouldn't matter. Like it, it says that it's in, it's in the comedy category. Like it's supposed to make me laugh. So mm-hmm. let, let's, let's see if it does that before we worry about any of the other shit. Yeah, exactly. That I mean, because what Jay said, it's only entertainment. So Yeah. Cause I, I think entertainment is getting away from its original purpose in some of these cases. Like, like you know, like I like the one show I really liked this year was um, "We Own This City." It was that 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 was the HBO Max show too, Steve. So I guess I guess you might, I might swing the the password so we could oh. talk about some of this shit. But it, it was a good show. But then it just got so preachy at certain points about the establishment and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I, I just want to watch a show about dirty cops right now. No. I, I don't want to think about the systemic implications of what these cops are doing i just want to see i just want to see if you catch them. you know i i think that's what entertainment needs to be first and foremost it's like yeah if you learn something while listening to this podcast cool but we're really here just to shoot the shit and crack some jokes
1: yeah it's it's supposed to be something that that takes you away from all the other shit that's part of the reason why i got out of watching sports during the pandemic it's like oh yeah you know george floyd Beyonce taylor and it's like you know if that's what you're into, cool. But I'm watching you niggas try to dunk a basketball. I don't give a fuck about your political affili- political affiliations. It's like like my nigga, you aren't. there's no disrespect, but like you aren't. uh, We don't pay you to think. We pay you to dunk a basketball, buddy. You're like it, it just is it, what it is.
0: I, I don't necessarily look at athletes for guidance. Never. It, it, like maybe on fitness and nutrition, but <laughs> yeah. But the other shit, or, like, how to stay dedicated to your goals, all of that type of shit, I think that's well within the realm of an athlete. Like, you know, you should be speaking on that shit. Like, get out here and combat obesity. We need y'all guys to do that because fucking 70% of the population is overweight. Like, that's no good. Like, I, I don't need you to tell me who I need to vote for or what vaccine to put in my arm or whatever else the fuck the the issue of the moment is
1: yeah it's, it's goofy like i said it, it takes you out of what you're trying to watch it for so
0: but you know bill burr had a good bit about that where he was like he's like i hate the the cancer shit during football it's like i'm trying to watch a football game now you got me thinking about my buddy that was on chemo what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> but sure.
0: but back to what we were originally talking about the uh the the, the current black woman we, we want to preface this
1: too This is not no Manosphere podcast This is not a pill popping
0: podcast This is two niggas talking shit we not Yeah going exactly to, like, no. do, do not put us in any fucking <laughs> we, category we are I not, like pussy I'm not these uh, niggas <laughs> Are you,
1: are you, are you pill popping niggas is the nigga yeah, I'm <laughs> not going
0: my own way Or any of that <laughs> dumb shit Like we're, we're just talking Just talking
1: like, little so, what Dirk said, Dirk had us talking the radio, he's like, he's like, yeah, like, this is just for entertainment, like, this is not, <laughs> that how aha, you ever heard that joke? He's like, yo, if case police are talking, it's like, this shit is just, <laughs> it's like, it's like some video shit, but it's audio.
0: <laughs> like, that's all this is. Steve and I, we were talking off, off Mike about a, uh, a, an encounter that he had had recently, with with uh with a young lady and um it got us into talking and i saw this podcast clip earlier this week from a singer named kirby where she was talking about some of the issues that she's had with women being a strong proud black woman rage is to be soft yes soft, soft women feminine. soft yeah. feminine women versus strong is yes. Concrete. Yeah, humble, yeah like I like head down, protective. I think it's like the anti strong black woman. Don't quote me, but I think okay. it's, it's like a, it's like were, it's not about being that. It's about being the soft. I'm saying like I I personally feel like I have to increase my softness. I had a guy tell me he said I feel like you're hazing me. I feel like everything is a hate. Whoa. Um, so in that aspect, did I said do twenty five push <laughs> uh, ups? So well. I understand. the So. I guess, like, my, my thing is with some of these issues where people say, like, you know, it's the anti-strong black woman or it's anti-feminist or anti-this. is like, are these things that actually are occurring in the world or is this just what the reality that we're making for ourselves by looking at going to dot com? or like like going to the like filling our twitter feed or ig feed or facebook feed with all of the bullshit that we agree with that gets us angry and all of that type of shit or is it like are you actually having experience after experience where people are saying like no bitch shut up like what like women are beneath me like shit like that because i I don't know anybody that talks like that
1: no no like not in like real life like You'll listen to like a, a podcast with like a nigga like Patrice O'Neal, and he's beating his chest with like, Yeah, there's no way this nigga has his bitch around and he's just clubbered over a head with a goddamn Fred Flintstone club. Like that's not real. That's entertainment. Like like guys don't really most guys are scared to death of that girl, so it's like like I, I I know very few guys who are like it's like, yeah, I have my woman in check. Like that's not a a real situation.
0: Yeah, the the reason there's a reason why the phrase is happy wife, happy life. But you know, I it, find it's not shit about happy husband.
1: <laughs> Cause that, that's the interesting part, because like I said, um, you know, the, the encounter that I had that you mentioned, it's like, you know, we watched a Hitch last night, and it's like, Hitch has all these fucking rules and all these ideologies, basic principles, and da-da-da-da. Like, women don't fucking talk like that. They just sit there and they lay up and they say, hey, Mr. Man, why don't you come over here and come, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, like, what? Why do guys like? Why is it like that? Like guys have to do all of this shit, and then what's the value of it at the end of the day? You go to fucking do all this courtship shit, and then what do you have at the end of it? You got to keep doing that for the rest of your
0: fucking life. Yeah, because you're pretending to be something that you're not. Like, <laughs> it's like if, if that's who you naturally are—the gentleman, sweeper off her feet type of guy—cool, do that. But don't go into it like make her think that's the type of shit you do, because then it's an expectation. I I think, like, most people's problems come from an expectation. It's like if you expect people to treat you a certain type of way outside of just having respect, like, then you're going to have a long, rough road. Well,
1: that's the interesting part, because we had a conversation about desire a few weeks ago um, where I had to realize where I was at and why I was making certain mistakes And it kind of brought me back to almost a recenter and getting back to some of the things that kind of helped kept me healthy, you know, mentally and spiritually. And I think people are so like we talk about this show off the podcast like a lot. Like people are so off center and so off point of what they're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. in life. It's like they're chasing like so much vanity. It's like they're almost in a, a tailspin where they can't even get out the motherfucker.
0: And, and a lot of people don't realize that they're, that they're in a tailspin. Like they think everything's fine. Like I, I say it all the time now. Like I, I was in a bad mood for fucking 15 years. <laughs> like bad mood. Like I just stopped being in a bad mood maybe six, seven months ago. Like <laughs> and, and started getting some clarity and peace in my life. Cause I didn't even know how to approach like coming towards peace and shit like that. I didn't know why I was so agitated and upset. And, yeah. and I think we get, Bombarded with so much information nowadays, which is, is not good. Like, you know, we're fo- like a lot, most people follow hundreds of people on these social media platforms. They're constantly listening to the radio, listening to the news, coworkers talking shit. Like all of this, like just we're bombarded with so much bullshit all day that we don't ever get a chance to be quiet, mm-hmm. like externally or internally. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's what the problem is. Yeah. like if you got to sit if the guy is sitting there saying like being in a relationship with you feels like joining a frat like that's crazy that that is absolutely ridiculous but <laughs> like, this, this is what i think too i
1: can't speak for everybody who grew up in a single mother household but there is i think for me i have struggled with like assertiveness and setting boundaries and different things like that because it shouldn't even get to that point It should just be like When the first time Where you feel like it's Like we talked about before the podcast Like my gut and my brain Like they weren't congruent in the reaction So maybe at that time Maybe you have to take a step back And say let me get a couple of days To to try to rationalize what I'm feeling here And then maybe I can express to you After the fact And then try to come back And try to express to that person's like okay look this is what's going on. You got to stop this because this is a productive. Well,
0: who was it? Was it? uh It was Des Bryan, I think, when he was a rookie. It was like somebody that he was going to be starting over told him to carry his pads inside. And he's like, I'm not doing that. Like yeah. he, he he nipped it in the bud quick. Like we're, we're not going to play those rookie games. Right. And I feel like in, in situations in life, you have to do that especially in uh romantic relationships like you got to do that early because if you don't then you like you set a precedent and then that just leads to misunderstandings down the road yeah
1: and then you'll you'll be on the news like it's today's news sky what was the zach
0: stacy zach uh stacy guy yes zach oh, stacy just in in the crib throwing haymakers and body slams like like doing a fucking smackdown audition
1: yeah yeah that was ridiculous
0: but I guess this could lead into a clip that I wanted to play for the uh the a- animal behavior for this week. Wild like a zoo Just a fucking animal Bark like a dog, come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? So uh here's a little animal behavior that I came across on the timeline. Uh author unknown.
1: Okay, so tell you something, stop trying to go with me. You bitches to have a million one-night stands and meet me and decide you want to settle the fuck down. Like, what is it about me to say I'm boyfriend material? I want to fuck just like the rest of these niggas. I'm not looking for no full-time career in that pussy, bitch. I'm a temp agent. Seasonal. You bitch and let these niggas get away with buying you weed and Italian beef, but meet me and now you wanna go to the movies and hold hands and shit. Nah, fuck that, get your itchy ass on. Treat me with the same respect you treat these other niggas with. Talking about I'm something special. Let me tell you something.
0: Is that our friend Charleston White? No, nah, that's not Charleston White. Uh huh. Oh, Tra- like. Charleston White was busy basing Soldier Boy this week. Uh wow. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, he's not wrong. At the end of the day, that's that's the uh reality of the culture that we're in. You know, like these guys, these females, they want to, you know, fuck with all these hood niggas. Like you said, that that get you the little weed and the bologna sandwich. And then you want to get a, <laughs> You want to fuck with a guy that like, like you said, has a job or whatever. Fuck. Or he just knows how to speak well. And then it's like, OK, boyfriend. And it's like, well, no, I'm not any different from those other guys. And it's like, you're not giving me anything where I would be like, oh, yeah, I want to keep you around. Like he said, full-time job. was like, no. Nah. Would Drake say I'm here for a good time, not a long time? I've said that in a, in a couple jobs that I was at. Like, they asked me for... <laughs> they was trying to promote I me feel at like the job. like it says that shit
0: on your resume. <laughs> yeah!
1: They was <laughs> trying to promote me at the job that we talk about all the time. I'm like, yo, I'm here for a good time, but a long time. Like, talk about promotion. So, you know, like, from that rationalization, it's like, when you get promoted, it's like, you gotta work longer hours. Like, you got a fucking, you got more responsibility. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you just a grunt worker, you pull up, you do your job, you head back to the crib. So it's like, why would a nigga want that promotion? Don't nobody want that fucking promotion. It's like, you're going to have to, like, you going to have to vary out, you know, it's like corporate America, right? They don't want to be, they want to be so stringent with these positions. It's the same thing in the dating world. You want to have this set list of responsibilities that I have to do. And that doesn't necessarily fit with my lifestyle. I got the things I got to do after this, fucking. So you have to make it so that you have a talented worker in there. He can work how he could work, and it could be beneficial for both parties. No, not women, not corporate America. They want to, oh, fuck, no, you're fired. All right, well, I'm going to be fired. Then fuck it. I'm just going to go back to the crib. So that's what I think
0: about that. So we we call that an isolation play. That's where everybody <laughs> clears out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This nigga, this nigga's in the zone." <laughs> yeah, that's what says
1: says. This is a one four flat. This is a one four one four flat. He's, like, I get the ball. This shit, coach call. Like, yeah, like, oh, it's a one four flat. Fuck that. I'm not running that shit. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, that, that was animal behavior for this week. To move on. Something on a, a debate that Steve and I were having this week about, uh, aging and longevity and physical limitations, all the, all the, that type of stuff. This stemmed from a promo that Ric Flair did. Uh, about an upcoming wrestling event he was going to have. And if you listen to last week's episode and you hear us talking about wrestling again this week, this is not a wrestling podcast. This just happened to be something interesting that we wanted to talk about because Ric Flair is like 70-something and has a pacemaker. And uh he's still going out doing events that may or may not be dangerous to his health. But I'm just going to let him put it in his own words.
1: As promised, Ric Flair will walk that out one more time guaranteed this time to be the last time i've been a man my whole life Since i did one i paid the price i've done the sweat i've cried i've done it all there's 9000 people are going to stand up and say fuck rip Clear is still the man at 73 years old that's a that's like we're a man you don't go down you just stay up that's why i'm a man i yeah, got a like, <laughs>
0: But the gist is, you know, he's 73. He's had he has a pacemaker, he's had heart trouble um from years of being alcoholic and living hard, you know, probably doing other shit. Uh but he's going out there and he's going to do a wrestling event, which even though wrestling is scripted and all that, it's still a physical, you know, endeavor. Like if you don't want to call it a sport, it's still f- physical. It's like being a stuntman. Like, being a stuntman is dangerous. So um, I, I don't want to misquote what Steve was saying about this, so I, I'll let Steve say his thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, no, because you didn't understand what I was trying to say at all at, at any point of anything that we were talking about. But in regards to this, I just don't think— So make think, sure you talk slow. Yeah, no, no. Make sure you listen, whatever fuck, whatever I was going to say. I, I just don't think that it makes sense where, <clears throat> you know, you're trying to do something. Right. Like, let's say if you're a 95 year old man, you're trying to do some shit that you used to do at 23. I just don't think that that is feasible to, to try and do that. I think that things happen in life and there's phases and there's things when there's going to be times where, you know, you look back and be like, damn, you know, that like I really did that shit. But it's like to try to reenact or try to create recreate that. I think that there is just certain, you know, times of your life where you had an opportunity to really create something. And now maybe you can try to get into more of an advisory role and still be active in what you're doing. See, and it, this is the thing I didn't like, cause you were trying to make it seem like, Oh, if you're older, you can just sit your ass down and die. Don't do shit. I'm not saying that at all, but just from a feasibility standpoint, right? Like if you were a nigga that used to hop out at planes at 19 and you're now 83 with a goddamn pacemaker, maybe you shouldn't hop out a plane and have a heart attack in the fucking in the air. Like, that's just my perspective on it. Like, I, I don't see what uh Mr. Flair has to prove at this point. You know, you had to retire in a match with Shawn Michaels. You know, you've had a bunch of injuries. You've, you you literally have to, you know, take cut your pacemaker off to do this thing. And to me, I just think that when you're looking at, you know, one's life and what your purpose should be as you transition to being older, you know, what really is the purpose of trying to still be young and try to do the things that you were doing when you were younger. Not to say that you can't still do that. Like, I like the – because we talk about, like, Mayweather and, and Mike Tyson. I like what those guys are doing. Like, the senior circuit, that's genius. Now, if Mayweather wanted to get in the ring with Terrence Crawford, you know, not to say that he wouldn't even be competitive or he wouldn't be able to beat him. It's just like, why are you doing that? What do you have to prove? You know, that's well, the same with Mike is
0: doing the senior circuit. All right, well, fair enough. I I just you know, doing, He said he's doing. <clears throat> it's a it's a solo event. Yeah. In front of nine thousand people, it's not like he's going out there trying to be the head of a wrestling promotion. He yeah. said he's going to do one match one time, and you are like I, I just don't believe
1: him. I don't believe him because he he's supposed his last match is supposed to be against Shawn Michaels. I, he, I think he's this is this is going to be the fucking. All the right.
0: Well, well, what if it isn't? <laughs> what like what if it isn't his last one? Yeah. what if he does another one then what
1: i, I think he's too old he's been Why, w-
0: But so w- what if he does this one and nothing bad happens and he decides i want to do another one fair enough but
1: the, at what point do you push the limit too far like, with, like, like what, so what's like,
0: the what's the limit where's what, there a limit what's what's the purpose of it at the end of the day it's like like the limit his like, purpose like, he's he's an entertainer yeah. This is what gives him drive to wake up in the morning. This gives him something to do with his life. That's what he wants to do with his life.
1: Fair enough. I just think it's a little bit too physical for a 73-year-old man.
0: I mean, I also sent you a video this week of Jack LaLanne on his 70th birthday, handcuffed towing 70 boats <laughs> across, the, across the bay. So yeah. I think your limits are all mental. Like, yes, there's gravity, there's, you know, the other forces of the universe, but outside of that, like, I can't fly, like, you know, but in my mind, I, if I say I can do it, I can do it. Like if, if you're, if you, if you happen to have like a broken leg of, yeah, you can't walk on it, something like that. Those are limits, but you can't say somebody's age is a limit. That's bullshit. Like age, age is an illusion. It that's just how many times you you've made it around the sun. Like I'll, most people decide to to let themselves physically age, or they just accept the idea that you're supposed to let yourself physically age. This is taking it off of Ric Flair because obviously the shit that's going on with him that comes from abuse of the body, like you know the damage and stuff that he's taken, like like the pacemaker and all that, that came from living hard. But if you, if you live the right way, like at 73, there, there's no limits. Like, why would there be limits?
1: There's definitely limits. Like, you're not going to go out and try to compete with a, a young man. If, with, if you're an athlete. You're gonna now, to...
0: it, like who said he's going to go out there and compete with a young man? But, no, like, we're, like,
1: we're taking, well, I thought we we're taking it off of Ric Flair. Well, yeah. We so off...
0: yeah, if, if you take it off of Ric Flair, right? Like, so I, I think that the, the conversation is more so there's, there's limits. And there's levels. So obviously, like, when you're, when you're, I think that's uh, a better point. That's a better yeah, point. Yeah. Like, like, when you're in the NBA at a certain point, like the, the years of playing has probably caused you to slow down because you've, you've taken joint damage, all of this different stuff. Right. So that's when they say you lost a step, even though you're physically still able to play the game and all of that type of shit. So you go to the, the, uh, big three. You're still playing at a level that's above, like, the the normal. Like, it's it's the same thing. Like, last night, I'm watching fights. Alexander Gustafson gets knocked out in, like, two minutes. He's a legend in the sport. Like, can he still whoop anybody's ass walking down the street? Most likely, but he's he's taking so many hits and shit on the chin that it's just not advisable to be in there with the best in the world right now. That doesn't mean he can't still train MMA like that doesn't mean that that these guys can't still play basketball doesn't mean rick flair can't still wrestle that's what i'm saying i don't think that there's an age limit for this shit like tom brady is showing people that like he's he's taking such good care of his body that he's still able to play where a lot of those other guys broke down by the time they were 45 and physically couldn't do it anymore but he's showing people that like the, the idea of age being a limit like, to still be – like, he won a Super Bowl – what was it, last year?
1: Uh, two years ago.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, so w- w- what's a limit? A limit is something that you set for yourself.
1: Well, I, I think that's a great conversation of levels versus limits, but I do still think that there is a certain cap that, you know, especially because when you talk about age, you know, there's going to be recovery time. There's going to be certain, you know, aspects of, like, how you move and how you're going to progress with what you're doing – from a physicality standpoint where yeah there is going to be a limit but I like i think you make a great point with the levels i, I like that I, I like that a lot better than what i was trying to get at yeah because
0: gonna... like if you look at it from a <clears throat> biological standpoint like you know exercising your muscle tissue over time does a lot of different things for your body but one of them is like it slows down osteoporosis slows down a lot of these other things that are normally associated with aging. So like that's why you still like it's rare but you see people like I I see a woman at the gym like four times a week she's got to be pushing 80. Like she deadlifts, she squats, she pushes sleds, she does all this shit like because she just never stopped doing it. If you never stop doing it it doesn't go away like you could like there there's guys in there that are twice my age they squat way lower than me squat heavier than me all of that shit cuz they've been doing it longer and if you don't stop doing it it doesn't go away but at yeah. a certain point people just start telling you and i hear it all of the time i guess i'm more aware of it now just because of you know how into like health and fitness i'm i, I am now You're this age you can't do that you can't do this you can't do the other and it's like that's not true we just have to make sure we're doing shit properly and we have to make sure that we we have a plan in place to not stop doing this activity. Because when you stop doing it, it goes away.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I was like, you know, you were pretty turned up in a pre production meeting. I'm like, who the fuck put something in this man's creatine this week? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this nigga so excited about this Everybody
0: topic? should take creatine, by the way.
1: No, I'm not taking that. that. Like, that nigga that was taking creatine took Future's wife. So, fuck creatine. So Fell in love with a nigga drinking cozy. How you gonna fall for a nigga drinking creatine? Sort of best sort of best lines of hip hop. I felt that pain when he said that shit. <laughs> he said that shit was so much pain, I was like, God damn. Fuck that creatine drinking nigga.
0: But but back to the back to the health thing. Um, yeah, like that's just my perspective on it is just based on the science and there's plenty of people out there giving you a physical example of If you don't stop uh, moving in certain ways, if you don't stop eating the right way, if you don't stop all of that type of, you know, good habits. You can live a long time and you can still do physical feats at very old ages. Like we're not supposed to just fucking drop dead at 70. (laughs) I
1: I, I agree with that. Like I said, you know, just from that perspective of. You know, you're thinking about how, you know, physical a wrestling match is and how many injuries that happen, even though, you know, we talked about it being scripted. He's going to do some scripted shit. Well, how many scripted wrestling matches happen where a guy gets hurt? Like Stone Cold broke his neck in, in a, in a, uh, in a scripted match. So, you but know.
0: see that that's also, I think, you know, when, when you go to the athletic realm, that's more about the damage that those guys have taken. Like they lived a hard life, like living, you know, probably on limited rest for years at a time because they travel everywhere. They probably weren't getting adequate nutrition. A lot of them are on steroids and then you're in the equivalent of a car accident every time you go out yeah. to the ring. So like Ric Flair's probably been in, you know, a thousand car accidents in his life physically. Like, I, I think that's the only thing stopping you from doing a wrestling match at that age. But if he's, you know, pushing sleds and all that shit and he knows how to properly do it, I can't tell him he shouldn't try it. Like, I I, I I don't think it's right to say, oh, no, you're too old for that shit.
1: And like, you know, Flair, you know, Flair's got to cut himself, like. Motherfucker's been bleeding for years. Hey,
0: if, if he know how to do it, let him do it. <laughs> so, fuck,
1: it's just gotta, you got to come out and cut himself at some point.
0: Yeah, like I I think with something like wrestling because it's scripted and it's like you can – the whole thing is controlled. You can still do it. Like we're fighting. We're Like some of these guys, like there's this guy, Eddie Wineland. His last three fights he got knocked out. After this last fight a couple weeks ago, he just left his gloves in the ring. Cause yeah. that was just enough. Cause he's still a tough guy, but it's like you you've gotten knocked out too many times now. You you start standing in front of these elite young guys, you're gonna die. Yeah, like, it's too much. You, you you can't take the hits. Like it, it it be light shots that get you at that point.
1: Yeah, like you, like you sent me a clip of like Shannon Sharp, you know, bench pressing you know 400 pounds. He's not gonna go back into the NFL right now. He's not gonna his body's not gonna be able to recover from taking those hits, even though his body looks great. You know, it's this? It's like he's older now. He, like you got to know your your level. But, I guess. You but, said. The,
0: but yeah, this is where we're having the issue. The age isn't the problem; it's the amount of damage that he's taken. Because you have to k- consider that every Sunday when Shannon Sharp played, he was in the equivalent of a football at uh, a car accident, and that's for over a decade. So when he gets to be 48, even though he's in elite physical condition, he still has the residuals of all that damage he's taken. But if you take somebody on Shannon Sharp's workout and nutrition plan and they're not in a car accident every Sunday for a decade, they can play in the NFL. I don't think
1: so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) because there's still there's still certain like pounding that you're gonna take it you're just gonna like the the aging process is just what it is it's like
0: yeah you're gonna get older yeah you you definitely get older and from use of a physical body there's certain shit that can't be avoided because you're you're walking on the same bones for decades and decades and decades but you don't automatically just become weak because you're in your 40s i've never or or, or not be able to play a football game
1: well okay one game sure (laughs)
0: <laughs> well I'm like crazy. if that was the case steve how does tom brady do it like I, i've obviously he's showing people that he has an elite level of conditioning i agree with that tom, th- that, that at- allows him to still play at the top level yeah. beyond the age that anybody thought that they could do at, at a position that takes hits
1: i'm more i'm more impressed with his arm at his age because tom's not he's not getting hit every play he's getting hit a lot he's not getting hit every play but it's more, still the
0: equivalent – like like what they say is like it's like being in a car accident. So how yeah. can somebody – if somebody that age, you know, the, the average 40-year-old motherfucker, if they get into a fender bender, uh, oh, my neck, they'll be bitching for two months. <laughs> but but it's like – you know, I've read some of the shit that Tom Brady talks about about being pliable and he he doesn't have dense muscles and all that because of the type of job that he has with taking those hits. He needs yeah. to be able to – you know, take him in the right way and recover. And his nutrition is on a beam; he doesn't miss on nutrition. So it's like he's gonna play as long as he wants to play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when when somebody's showing you, they're rare. He's obviously elite. He's he's one of the best people to ever do it, but it, if not the best to ever do it. But it, he's showing you it's possible if yeah. if you're dedicated. Yeah. No, like I, there's I, no limits. I don't believe in limits. Sorry. Really?
1: Somebody spiked your quarantine this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, well, because
0: I, I guess, like, I just look at people like that and, like, how we said at the beginning of the podcast where I don't care about Tom Brady's political affiliations and shit like that, but how, you know, Kobe, after Kobe died, they say Mamba mentality, how that lives on, that type of thinking of. I'm just undeniable. I'm the best. I'm this. I'm that. That's how we're supposed to talk to ourselves. Yeah. But if we talk to ourselves as we're, we get to a certain age, this isn't possible anymore. That's not possible. The other can't be done. Yeah. Then all of that shit becomes your reality because everything's created in your mind. Mm. Like Like it says in the beginning, there was the word like it's the same thing with us. If you if that's where it starts in your mind, then it manifests in your reality. That's it.
1: Sneaking biblical now and shit. I mean like I, I can't really you know, you got a uh, pretty decent argument this, you know, on, on this topic. I can't really argue too much. I like I said, I you know, th- there's just certain uh aspects I do think, like I said, if you're a fifty year old man, you probably shouldn't aspire to go to the NFL. Just
0: being realistic. Aspire like, to go yeah, but no. No, if you're old, if you're washed now, you're already (laughs) washed. That's the point. Like this conversation is more for young people. If you're like, if you're whatever level you're at, old, young, fat, skinny, whatever, the idea is get to the higher level from your current position. Now, is the Tom Brady level going to be reachable? Maybe not, but a level 10 times higher than the one that you're at currently absolutely like that that's the point of this conversation it's like it's not that like you don't have a limit like yeah like last year i couldn't i could barely do a dip now i bang out weighted dips like but i, I put the work in to, to get that
1: yeah
0: like that's all it is so so don't, don't listen to steve and, and be the nigga on the couch because you're about to go on a scott starter in a minute it. it's like yeah. Like, I see you working on your abs. Should give it up. <laughs> yeah, buy a case of beer. And <laughs> watch the best body do what it does. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, let's move on. Um, so to, to, I, I don't know what category this is in, but Steve brought this to my attention. Some, uh, some stuff that, that T-Pain was saying regarding, uh, Tupac. I I'll play a little bit of that for y'all. So that's, no, that's what I'm saying. That's but that's what I'm saying. If the if the platforms would have been what they are now, Pac would have got ate the f up. That, that what
1: what we look at as Pac's greatest leaders right now is
0: is peanuts to what we hear today. This was I guess the conversation he was having with academics about uh Tupac not having bars. And Steve sent this to me because we've had discussions about Tupac's lyrical ability and he's misrepresented what I've said about Tupac's lyrical ability. Um But this whole argument that Tupac isn't a good rapper or that the rappers today are better than Tupac, I think is asinine. I don't know what the fuck T-Pain is talking about. And I didn't even play what Academic said because – who gives a fuck what academics thinks, like, that nigga doesn't know anything about hip-hop. Um, but, yeah, so I I don't know why. I think T-Pain might just be out here looking for attention, to be honest. Yeah, well, that is the
1: thing. Um, I kind of do wonder, because I've seen like, clips on, um, or like, <laughs> posts on Facebook about, like, how Nicki Minaj is better than Tupac. Uh, so I don't know if it's just, like, the old school gets rep- uh, misrepresented or disrespected or if it's just him just because of his style or him not really resonating with like a younger type of audience. But I mean, I've always enjoyed Tupac's music.
0: I think most people only listen to mainstream songs. I don't think the average listener has listened to a Tupac album from start to end. I think they've heard the hits. They've heard Hit em Up. They've heard all of the stuff that they might have played in the biopic. But they don't know, you know... The songs like if i got a night where it's like more of a lyrical exercise like so they'll say dumb shit like they do in this clip oh tupac was more of a poet he wasn't an mc it's like no the, the nigga was an mc like what more can i say i wouldn't be here today if the old school didn't pave the way like yeah like you can't you like you can't say that if you wouldn't say dumb shit like t-pain was saying if you knew that tupac has a song like that and i that's how I know these guys don't know Tupac's music, because you wouldn't say that type of dumb shit. That would be like saying, you know, Him can't rap with the Young Bulls today. Yeah. When, or, or like Cool G Rap couldn't rap with the Young Bulls today when he's like the, they invented the style that these niggas use. Yeah, I, I find it interesting just because
1: like specifically with Tupac, I've seen niggas say Tupac, you know, he don't have no flow like that. Like I've seen people say because Tupac's flow is different. Like, I don't think that's necessarily like he can't flow kind of remind his flow kind of reminds me of like it's not the same flow, but it's similar to like a Nipsey where it's like it's unique and it's purposeful with like how he's presenting his lyrics, like accentuating certain parts and, you know, finding pockets certain times. And every now and then he might double up the flow just to let you know, like, okay I'm not playing with you niggas, but it's not really like a conventional flow.
0: I think he was one of the first rappers to really do ad libs and do um the slower flow of of like you know come with me like that type of shit, so I think he gets categorized with that like as not being a lyricist he, just because he brought a little bit more melody to the game than people did before him,
1: yeah uh, yeah, he he's definitely how when he made that bomb first.
0: How many niggas want to ride with me? Yay, yay! (laughs) That nigga was high as shit. (laughs) Should have never fucked with me. I want money, whole sex, and weed. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I, I might listen to fucking Machiavelli today. Yeah, that a cl- classic album. So, like, that's what I'm saying too. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think academics has listened to Machiavelli. Like, yeah. so I don't want to hear him talk about hip hop. Like, there's certain people. I, I wish I had the clip queued up, but the Beanie Seagull I'll have to add this to the clip deck where it's like, you're not qualified to ask that question. I'm not qualified to give you the answer. Right. Like, like certain motherfuckers, like, I feel like you fall in that category. And T-Pain has again and again revealed himself to be in that category. It's like, nigga, you're not qualified to talk about this type of shit. Like, stick yeah. to talking about video games or whatever the fuck you do on Twitch.
1: It's not even like T-Pain was a spitter. It's like, nigga came in and you, like, you basically just paved the way for what Future is doing.
0: His first album is called Rapper Ter- Singer" Because yeah. he, cause he didn't have no fucking bars. Like Yeah. So how are you gonna sit there and talk about somebody else don't have bars? <laughs> yeah, like he was a snap rapper. You can look that shit up. Like so, you gonna talk about Tupac don't have bars? you a snap rapper. Like fuck <laughs> out of here, nigga. <laughs> like and, and I like T Pain songs. Like, I, like I, I, I think something as simple as she gave us drinks to drink, we drunk them. Got drunk. Like the fact that the way he wrote that and 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 made the melody is genius. So yeah. I don't like, that's why I say he's gotta be trolling because it, he understands songwriting. Like you can't, how are you gonna say Tupac is just a poet? He's not a lyricist when you know what simple lyrics can do. Yeah. Like your shit does not have to be over everybody's fucking head for it to be dope lyrically. Mm. So yeah, that, that, that's, let's move on. Cause we're about halfway through the year with hip hop and being you know this is early in the podcast we haven't really talked too much about music yet um I, I think this has been an interesting year for hip-hop because the so-called like you know top tier artists like the the main the want to say your top five I guess or so have in my opinion dropped some of their worst work like Drake and Kendrick uh I don't listen to J. Cole. I haven't even gotten to the future album yet. Um, Travis Scott is still hiding from that, uh, that incident at that, uh,
1: concert. You you never got to the future album because he never liked you. That's why. I guess. That's the name of the album. I was trying to get this movie.
0: Yeah, so that should tell you how uninterested I am in this album. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, it's um. fuck it hope Yeah, I, I didn't get around to that shit. Like, I, I I've heard the song with Thames. It's, eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um. Thames has made better stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly what I thought when I heard that song. I'm like, yeah, I'm not pressing the like button on this I do like that.
1: I do like Fountains with Drake though. That joint's fine. Yeah. You like that?
0: Sounds like it sounds like a B-side from her last album.
1: That shit sound like that's like some uh Italian on the boat and shit, you just chilling and shit. You got Yeah, shit, sounds it sounds
0: like a B-side from her last album. Yeah,
1: you got concubines feeding you Greeks and shit. Like, I like the
0: Um so yeah, I I think like the this, you know, the top tier artists have all been dropping disappointing uh projects. And the the main people that I've been fucking with have been, you know, the older rappers, you know, from that 40 and up club and some of the young dudes, I think, that aren't as popular, like are kind of like in that in between of being underground and mainstream, like Vince Staples and Denzel Curry have dropped some of the better albums this year, while like, you know, the the uh the platinum selling artists are all dropping duds, in my opinion. And I won't put Kendrick in the "dead" category, but it's it's not his best work.
1: No, it's it's definitely not. It's definitely a downturn from you know the first three albums. But it's hard to keep that same energy. It's like, you know, how many mid-level albums did Jay Z and Nas uh, drop? So I can't be mad at Kendrick for that. that not effort. many. Yeah,
0: enough. In their late, yeah. in the later years of their no, career, maybe this is this is, this is probably on the caliber of Volume One. Yeah, see, that you just don't like Volume 1. Volume 1's a good album. It's volume good. 1 is much better than Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. This is probably about the same? No, Volume 1 has classics on it. I don't know if Mr. Morale has any classics on oh, it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that imaginary player. That this is just funny to me. Since you pull up in a 4.5 with your bitch, I'll pull up, yeah, up in a i pull
0: up in a 4.6 with my bitch playing some other shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't go ahead with those on there you, you, yeah,
0: you can't you can't ride around like listen <laughs> half this shit on his new album, and I'm like you out of pocket, I'm like I don't wanna hear that shit, um, so yeah, like that's that's been hip hop this year, but you know I, I've been into my underground shit, you know all, all the shit I try to get Steve to listen to, and he's like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually, or he'll say that it's boring, like uh uh ransom he, and his no rest for the Wicked project, I think that's hard uh i can't remember if rick ross's album came out this year the richer than i've ever been but i've been listening to it this year it might have came out in december but uh that one's been in the rotation benny's album is heavy in the rotation um g perico he's dropped a couple uh eps that have stayed in the rotation for me um and most recently this week you got uh, Mozzie dropped Survivor's Guilt, which I don't know. I've only listened to it the one time, but I think this might be his best album so far. I, I think he, he's finally like putting his sound all the way together. So, yeah, that, that's, that's probably what I've been bumping lately. I, I've, been, I've been skipping a lot of niggas' projects, though, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it probably what it used to be. Like, mean, even a couple of years ago, I think we used to get excited about, you know, certain releases, but even like the way that it's dropped and all that type of stuff, it just seemed like the effort's not. Uh, there as much either way. Oh yeah,
0: I don't get excited for anybody's album. Anymore. No, no. I I think I also have more of a personal life now. Where before, like I didn't really have shit going on, so I was like, yeah, the Drake album is coming out. Can't wait. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I, I just like you know I listen to that shit when I have time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and and it's like the new Drake album. I haven't listened to that shit yet. It's partly because it's EDM and the other yeah. part is it's like yeah you know, I'll listen to that shit when I have time if yeah. I ever have time
1: you know how sticky you get
0: no I don't <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean <laughs>
1: that's just, uh that's one of his singles you know how sticky you get yeah Drake just
0: be saying anything <laughs> see like well, get, get on a podcast and talk about that T-Pain like, but you don't because you want a Drake feature Yeah, well, because like, you politics. still think you have a chance fucking politics you You don't sit here talk about the dead guy like it's easy to talk about the dead guy you can't say anything back vince staples dropped his his uh project ramona park uh broke my heart and he dropped this in april and i just came across it this week on uh the streaming service that i use No, no free promotion here and um I said to Steve, I'm like, did you know this album came out? Because we've both followed Vince Staples' career, and neither one of us knew. And I thought this was interesting. Is it either that we're just older and we have other shit going on, so we're just not as in tune with what's dropping, or is it that he's not promoted? And maybe it should have been brought to the forefront a lot sooner, but he's just not getting the push because of his content. And whatnot. So instead, you—it's we—we're supposed to know how sticky it gets.
1: <laughs> you know how sticky it gets. Uh, <laughs> that's
0: just bad. I don't even want to know what the song is about. That's just bad.
1: You know, you, know how how, it get. How you know how sticky it gets. How sticky it gets. You know how sticky
0: it gets. You know how sticky it gets. Sticky it gets. That's just no
1: yeah, I, I think it's a mix between like the content and the type of music that he makes because it's like, you know, Vince is not like he makes good music for uh, a segment of people, but he's he's not gonna make anything that like is gonna be like, you know, widespread. Like even you look at like how Scoreboard Q made a uh, Hands on the Wheel and stuff like that. It's like Vince Staples don't even have nothing like that in his catalog. So I just think it's like his—it's a mix between his style and, you know, probably the marketing. It's like, I think Def Jam probably don't even know what the fuck to do with him. But I think Vince is probably making so much on the road, he probably don't even really give a fuck.
0: Well, I think that's the big part. Like, he's making the songs that he likes to make, which is fine. But I think the last two albums, the majority of the songs sound the same because they're all down tempo. It's kind of... Like, you know, the same content of just, you know, the bad stuff that's happened in, uh, in like, when Crippen goes wrong in Long Beach. But it's, like, it just gets to be a chore at, at a certain point yeah. because it's, like, I get it. If it's content about death, it's going to be dark content-wise. But the whole vibe of the track is off. Like, Mozzie's talking about the exact same shit on his album, like, his Like, you know, Ramona Parks Broke My Heart versus Survivor's Guilt. It's the exact same shit. Like, Mozzie's talking about gang violence and the impact that it's had on him and the funerals he's been to and all that shit. But the production is so varied on his album. The flows keep changing. The features change. The hook styles change. Like, all that shit, it just keeps changing. So it's not a chore to get through his album, like, even though it's 14 tracks. Yeah. And... Like, the flip side of what Vince Staples is doing on his album, I think, is I Swear Vezo. He just dropped that Rich Off Pints 3. I know Steve can't wait to get in the whip and listen to that. And uh that album is the opposite of Vince Staples, where it's the same thing for 14 tracks about um fucking the Ops bitch, doing more lean and perks than you can handle. And um I don't know, something else that he does to the Ops. But it's just banger after banger after banger and you don't want to turn it off at least in my my case like aside from like two tracks i like i've listened to that album like maybe three times in the last two days but um yeah like the 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 vince staples shit i just think like with the down tempo you're, you're not going to get people to keep replaying that unless they're no. depressed and i'm not in the mood to get depressed
1: i do like uh, a couple of tracks off of that uh self-titled album, so who knows? I might dig back into this and it might grow on me. Like, I don't know what... Because like I said, I, that, that Ben Staple album, the the last one, I think it just came on a shovel somehow from last year. I was just like, I was like, okay, I like the little Take Me Home, that's a little smooth type of drink. So who knows if this shit will be in a rotation the next couple months. We'll have to revisit it.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of shit nowadays just isn't going to be in the rotation in a couple of months and because we are in a microwave era, and I do respect the fact that Vince is still trying to make albums, but I think you also have to make albums that have some variety. Like, the point of an album is to have some variety. It's not for it all to be – like, for album to be cohesive, every beat does not have to be at the same tempo.
1: hmm
0: and that's the problem with this album. Like, the majority of the beats are kind of at the same tempo. And it just, it gets, it made me bored listening to it, to be honest. Because yeah. it's like, I kind of know what you're going to do. And, 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 and it's the fact that the lyrics are so fucking sad on top of it. It's like, yeah, this this is bringing my mood down in a way that I don't <laughs> want to. So, so let, me, let me throw this Mozzie album on and, you know, M- Mozzie's throwing paperwork parties for the snitch. Like, it's different. Like I, yeah. I don't
1: know what to tell you. Yeah, that shit. shit like. It's that. also
0: the way he talks about the sh- like. Yeah. He was saying he said some shit on the one track. I was just like, damn, this nigga. He's this, this nigga just snitch. spitting different.
1: Ooh, we throw a paperwork parties for the snitch. That's hard, dude. That's, That's what I'm different. saying. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, like, like you can't say that on some of these beats that <laughs> that Vince is rapping on. And, and I'll just give an example cause like this song is bad, mind you. But it's a song on the album with Two Chains, uh, Sweetie and YG called In My Face. And, and, and Two Chains is spitting on here. I want to play a little bit of the Two Chains verse. But before I play it, what do you think they're talking about on this song, Steve?
1: Um, possibly, uh, a, a supervisor being in your face. All
0: right. Well, let's, let's, let's find so, out.
1: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> Go on,
0: girl, do your thing I ain't mad girl, put it in FaceTime me yeah. uh-huh. face,
1: Harvey, with a Pretty And a Maserati with your girl in the back seat, ducking paparazzi, I'm the real thing. You're a copy copy, got the mushroom with the chocolate like a boom, chocolate like a like a giddy uh. Go on a date and eat a lot of lost. A lot of ice around my heart, it's a shuffle blocker. I got my hands on the ass like a motorcycle, and if sex is a weapon, it go black a Oh man. I waste the killer on my ball, man. I
0: got my shirt off in this motherfucker tall Like, like,
1: like- yeah, that's a classic two j verse
0: yeah, that that's that's a hard two chains verse. Every like, now and then
1: he'll he'll get his bag and he'll be like, All right, let me show these things I can actually rap.
0: I think you get inspired to do that when you're rapping next to Mozzie <laughs> well, Mozzie's rapping his ass off the whole album. Yeah. And and I think the conversation needs to be had at some point about him being, you know, a top five uh rapper in the game right because like bar for bar, I I don't know who's out rapping him. But but back to the point of why I played that two chains verse. Because it's hard, but also because there's no place for that on the Vince Staples album, and you need that on an album sometimes. Yeah, like like the whole album does not have to be serious. Like this album is like a lot of the homies died on this album. A lot of people are doing jail time. There's a lot of sleepless nights and dr- and drug induced shit going on on the Mozzie album, trying to hide from pain. But there's also time for the bitch to come through and put the pussy in his face because yeah. you need that. You need that in life, you need that on an album. Yeah, from time to time. Yeah, it, it, like, I, now I also don't want to hear ten tracks of Put the Pussy in My Face. No, like, that's too much. You know, that's the City Girls. Yeah. I, I don't need that. <laughs> like, I, that was the problem I had with the Pusha T album. It's like, why are you being the coconator on this album? You're becoming a caricature at this point. Yeah,
1: well, especially like, you know, we said in the past it's like he had the money, pussy, alcohols, and and all that type of things. Where it's like you know you didn't have that on this last album, so It'll
0: yeah. Look like like the, a this thing. album, the, this last one is really just like guys, you don't understand how cool it is to sell cocaine. Let me yeah. let me tell you again, yeah. it's the coolest thing in the world. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's like I, yeah, I I get it, bro. Cool story. The smoker shined the coops. Still mad. At the smoker shined the coops. <laughs> Um, so what does is, what is Steve have in the rotation These days
1: Yeah like this year Music wise it pretty much came and went like, I don't know Uh Give, give me some more albums What else drop I-
0: yeah, you don't listen to this shit. I listen to. I named all this shit I listen to. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, not, pretty much nothing. I don't yeah, like because
0: I I don't really listen to the mainstream stuff. I, I'll give some of the artists a chance, but I don't I don't listen to the mainstream stuff. Like I, I like the type of shit I listen to, and most yeah. of it happens to be either, you know, when it, on the rap side, it's like ignorant street music because that's what I like to work out to, or it's some you know obscure underground nigga with bars.
1: Like I, I have I I skim that future on from time to time. Chickens, chickens, chickens,
0: chickens. It, it, that, that's just bad. <laughs> like shit. you hear the hooks that you've been saying. Like yeah. it's sticky, it's sticky. It's you know,
1: sticky and get You know, how sticky it gets <laughs> <laughs> You know, how sticky good. Yeah, m- m- music sucks, music. Cause sucks. That, that shit like you can't go outside. Like that shit is a radio hit now. Like Drake paid like a half a bill for that shit to be on the radio. I think. So like you get in the car, you know how sticky you get. You go to the gas station, you know how sticky you get. You go to the mall, you know how sticky you get. It's like you can't avoid that shit. Well,
0: yeah, I think the problem with that type of stuff is you you're making a song like that because you want it to be like memeable or or TikTokable or whatever the right word for it is nowadays. So people make little videos and clips and shit like that to it not because you're trying to make art yeah because you know how sticky it get isn't art no and you know sometimes we gotta be like sometimes we want to turn up like that's what that two chains verse i just played this for but at the same time like the whole the whole fucking radio rotation can't be you know how sticky it get yeah. and ch- cheddar what, what was the other one cheddar
1: chickens 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 <laughs> chickens chickens yeah that's
0: just making people dumber that's not good yeah that's, no Boy, good. that's that's not the biggest job to make you smarter hip-hop was is intelligent movement hip and the hop that's what it means that's what it started as that's it is supposed to be that don't yeah, don't say dude. that shouldn't for the krs1 everybody
1: listen to damn krs1 krs1 don't know sticky again <laughs>
0: Alright, yeah. see, so you sound like my little brother. Yeah, that's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the truth. Those niggas not fucking with no cap, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, alright, alright. You, you, yeah. you got it, young I, bull. I go past the moon of the stars
1: This the mood. The, the mountains.
0: I'm like, I'm gonna try that shit. Put it on that <laughs> sticky. <laughs> Put it that sticky. I don't like a lot of his music, but KRS got some hard shit. I'm not fucking with that. You listen to that shit. Especially when Premiere was cutting beats for him.
1: You can listen to that shit if you want to. I'm going really listen to how sticky it again.
0: Well, I'm not saying I listen to KRS on a daily beat. I just told yeah. you. I, I, I'm, I'm begging that I swear, tape. T. Yeah, niggas,
1: old niggas old be like, yeah, that KRS 1 album was better than the Kendrick. I'm like, I
0: doubt it. I'm not going to I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, you know, hip-hop is supposed to be. That's what hip-hop is supposed to be. Intelligent movement. It's not supposed to be you know how sticky it gets.
1: Well, that's the bold niggas' fault. They should have never let that shit happen. It's too late now. now yeah, they, trying, they, well,
0: yeah, they sold hip hop to the record labels. Yeah, so
1: now now I'm rocking that. Uh, try to figure out how sticky it get. I try. To well, on, on
0: that it. note, we're we're gonna let y'all figure out how sticky it is before yeah. next week's episode. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank y'all for listening. This has been the Last Men Potting.
1: Sticky get. <laughs> <laughs>